0: Think of the time when you went to the gym, you've worked out, and then you've gotten that late onset muscle pain. The common notion for the pain was lactic acid. Is lactic acid to blame for that? Or if not, what are the reasons why? And if it's not lactic acid, then why do you get the pain? I'm about to tell you why this happens and let's talk about the biochemistry of the whole thing right after the word from our sponsor. Going to the gym for a weightlifting session or for a run is an extreme example of hypoperfusion. What happens when you intensively work out is that you quickly deplete your levels of oxygen. What you also do, you also create micro in your muscles. It's not a secret that you and I have to breathe to survive and to live, but you as a human are designed to perform these kinds of tasks, to scavenge, to hunt for animals, to finally walk a long distance. You think our bodies have evolved for these hundreds of thousands of years without any safeguards for this. And that is the case indeed and your cells are not stupid they have a pre-programmed safety switch for this every time you have a low oxygen supply which is also called hypoperfusion all of your cells that use glucose as a fuel divert the main energy generating pathway which is called glycolysis into what's called an anaerobic respiration which produces lactic acid and if this was confusing let me simplify this for you your cells use glucose for energy glucose is what's in sugar Think of sugar as gas for your cells. The kind of gas you put in your car so you can run. And by the way, the chemical structure of gas is also carbohydrates. Sugar is a carbohydrate as well. The same process of combustion that happens in your car also happens in your body but it happens chemically and hmm, with no fire. So whether you work out or you don't, the sugar gets in your body and then it gets absorbed by your cells. Your cells then begin breaking down the glucose into smaller components. Think of it as a slow combustion process that happens in your car. There are three major chemical pathways through which glucose goes. The first one is called glycolysis. The glycolysis is kind of used to prime the glucose for the later processes. The glycolysis produces a very small amount of energy. The end product of glycolysis is a molecule called pyruvate. This one's important, which is the reason why I'm mentioning it to you. The pyruvate gets passed on to the next cycle that's called the TCA. And listen, you don't have to remember all these processes, I'm just going to name the main characters in it. So, you start with glycolysis, then you produce pyruvate, then you go to the next cycle, that's called the TCA. Remember when I told you when you work out, you kind of deplete your body of oxygen? And remember when I told you that your body's not stupid enough to just let you collapse when you run out of oxygen? It's got a safeguard. That last molecule called pyruvate, when you run out of oxygen, it can turn into lactic acid, which quickly turns into lactate. For those of you who fancy biochemistry, basically this whole process produces enough carbohydrates to feed the cycle until you get more oxygen. The chemical pathways that come after glycolysis, the rest of them, the the, the two other ones, the TCA cycle and the electron transport chain, they need to be constantly fed with molecules to work. And when you get what's called hypoperfusion, when you don't get enough oxygen, glycolysis goes into what's called the anaerobic respiration. It basically keeps the cycle going but at a much lower rate. And trust me, I'm not going to bore you with all the stuff about the TCA cycle and the electron transport chain, but I want to tell you something very very cool, and it has to do with the very end of the electron transport chain, which is the very last step that produces the most of energy. Have you ever asked yourself why do you have to breathe? And more importantly, why do you have to breathe oxygen? Why is it that you and I have to continue to breathe in order for our bodies and our tissues to survive? After as little as 5 minutes of not breathing, your brain cells start to die out. And it's an irreversible process. The reason for that is super cool. Remember that I told you that we have these three chemical pathways, the glycolysis, which is then followed by the TCA cycle, or the Krebs cycle, which is then followed by the electron transport chain. Well, guess what? We generate all these molecules, all this ATP. And ATP is the energy currency of your cells. You produce all these molecules, but how do you capture all those molecules? What's the very final stage? Oxygen is the molecule that accepts all the electrons generated in the energy generating pathway of all of your cells. Imagine you have a bunch of crumbs on a table. You rip a piece of scotch tape, and you start using the sticky part of the scotch tape to pick up those little pieces. Think of oxygen as the scotch tape. You produce all of this energy, and then oxygen is basically used to capture all of it and store it. In the course of the evolution, the oxygen could have been a totally different molecule. What could have totally evolved on a different planet where our final electron acceptor was not oxygen, it could have been a totally different molecule. Like there's bacteria that uses arsenic as a final electron acceptor. Now, I cannot tell you how efficient it was going to be, because us as humans, our energy expenditure is huge compared to bacteria. But keep this in mind, if somebody ever asks you a simple question, why do we breathe oxygen? You now know the answer. You can tell them that the oxygen is the final electron acceptor at the end of the energy generating process that we have in our cells. And all of our cells use the same process to generate energy. Glycolysis, to TCA, to the electron transport chain, and then to oxygen. Okay, now let's finally finish talking about lactic acid. So lactic acid is called lactic acid because it contains a hydrogen group, a proton. This proton is acidic. And the more lactic acids you have, the more acidic everything gets. Now, in order for your body to operate efficiently, and for you to not basically die, you have to operate within a certain pH range. And the physiological pH is at around 7.4. With gazillions of chemical reactions in your body that keep producing acids, your body needs a safeguard to keep everything in balance. And what it does, it basically produces a conjugate base to an acid. Think of it as positive and negative. Positive cancels out negative. Think of the negative as the acid and think of the positive as the conjugate base. And let's say you have 10 acids, you have to have 10 conjugate bases to neutralize them in order for your pH to stay the same. Without going into much detail, in a living system like a human, at a physiological pH of 7.4, there are on average 4,000 conjugate bases per one acid when it comes to pyruvate. So, if you are a living system, and you are a living human, you produce an overwhelming amount of conjugate base for the lactic acid coming in from pyruvate to even exist. At a physiological pH, pyruvate will never turn into lactic acid with a proton on it. It'll get neutralized right away. So you're gonna go from pyruvate straight into lactate. And what happens with unused lactate? It goes back to liver and it gets turned into carbohydrates again. And these carbohydrates that I'm talking about are the glycogen and it gets then used as energy again. So your body's so efficient that even the waste products, it turns into energy. So let's finally summarize. Your cells use glucose as energy. When you don't have enough oxygen, your cells partially go into what's called an anaerobic cycle. The product of this reaction is pyruvate going into lactic acid and then going into lactate. If you're a living and breathing human being with a physiological pH of 7.4, lactic acid will never exist and it'll go straight into lactate. Which means the pain that you experience after working out is not because of lactic acid. We still don't understand this process really well, but some of the theories say that the reason why you have muscle aches, especially delayed muscle aches, is because you create micro tears in your muscles. This creates inflammation, which could basically cause pain. It's a delayed inflammation, which is the reason why you have it after a couple of days. And it could also be because your muscles spill a lot of calcium. Your muscle is a very active tissue, and it needs to contract. For those contractions, it uses calcium. Guess what? Compared to a lot of other tissues which don't have to contract so much, it needs to store a lot of calcium into like barrels inside the cell. These barrels are called the sacroplasmic reticulum. So when you create the micro tears in the muscles, you also spill calcium. And the spilled calcium is hypothesized to also cause pain. Let me summarize. We don't really understand the process of muscle aches and delayed muscle pain after working out, but a couple of things that we know are micro tears in your muscles and spilled calcium. And once again, it's not because of lactic acid. Lactic acidosis is a different condition, about which I'm going to make a podcast separately if you guys would like me to, but lactic acidosis normally happens due to other conditions. And it has to do with your kidneys and respiration. Well, I want to thank you very much for listening to this podcast. I know our viewership comes from different backgrounds, and I hope I was able to convey the message to you. If you liked it, please share it with somebody who will find it interesting. And remember, I make two podcasts per week, which accompany some of my main videos on my TikTok. Please don't forget to subscribe. Our community is growing every single day. And thank you very much. And I'll see you in the next one.